Welcome to Dice Camera Action in Audio Form. I'm Greg Tito, host of Dragon Talk. Chris Perkins is the dungeon master for the amazing group of adventurers known as the Waffle Crew. They've been broadcasting on twitch.tv slash dnd at 4 p.m. Pacific time every Tuesday for a while, but we wanted to give fans who prefer to listen in audio form a way to follow their adventures. We're going back to the start of the Waffle Crew's adventures in Barovia and the greater Sword Coast area and publishing them all on this new podcast feed. Going forward, we'll be releasing weekly episodes pulled from the live stream here on the Dice Camera Action RSS. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecamerraaction.gamepedia.com for full episode recaps and information about all the NPCs, guest appearances, and adopted pets of the party. For this episode, we'll pick up right when Chris Perkins says hello to the crew. Enjoy this suboptimal party. Welcome Hello. to Dice Camera Action. Hey, we're back. It's lit, yo. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. That was good, Chris. That was good. <laughs> I'm so mad. <laughs> tilted. Tilted. Hold on. A little, little delayed. Okay, wait. There we go. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Thank you for being on top of things. As lit as F. <laughs> when last we left the group, they had attacked the uh, Yakfolk village, um, defeated the Yakfolk there, but lost their frost giant companion, Harshnag, and apparently their armored dwarf, Crack, uh, who uh, seemed to disappear, leaving his black armor and maul behind. Um, an earth elemental that Harshnag took with him to his death also stomped uh, poor Simon flat, and Evelyn and Paulton had to pick up the pieces uh, and stuff it in their bag, and uh, that is where Simon resides currently. The characters made their way into the mountain and uh, found a staircase leading down into mines. There was also an elevator that would lead into the forge, but because Harshnag broke the water wheel that controlled the elevator, it was no longer functional. So descending through the mines with Diath in the lead, the party made it all the way down uh, through miles of mine tunnels to the fire giant foundry. And upon arriving in the foundry, came upon a room that had three dwarf prisoners all caked in soot and shackled together with chains. And they were standing there carrying shovels, waiting for some ore to arrive or something. But Diath wasn't quite as well hidden as he'd hoped to be and was spotted by one of the dwarves. And in turn, the dwarf's odd looks and behavior seemed to attract the attention of a monstrous jailer, a creature that looks like that. Cool. Big, fiery, worm-like <sighs> thing giving off waves and waves of heat. And as it slithers over to you, DF, I need everyone to roll initiative. Oh, but you do we him. have to, though? <laughs> you heard him. It's the dwarf's fault for giving me away. Yeah, totally. Gone for fault. one week, and it's like, welcome back, fireworm. Fireworm. <laughs> uh, Strix. I got a three. Three. DF. Uh, 18. 18. Evelyn. Uh, uh, uh. uh, uh. 15. 15. And Paulton. 16. Excellent. All right. Uh, so, DF. Okay. Uh, uh, this serpentine creature can see you. And what would you like to do? Your friends are a little bit tucked back in the tunnel behind you. You're not sure that they've been seen. 
Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So am, I like, am I like behind like a column or something? Or uh, so? No, you're basically just standing in a, uh, the mouth of the tunnel. Uh, there are some mine tracks that you're standing next to. Um, ahead of you in the room, you can see that the tracks come to an end, and that uh, there are the dwarves. Um, but basically, the only cover you could possibly have is if you were to retreat further back past your friends. All right, so it's coming at me. My friends are just a little ways behind me, right? Yep, correct. <laughs> Great. Lol, 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 lol. Well, since he's coming right for me, uh, we've like already locked eyes. I'm going to pull out one of my throwing knives and just whip it at him real fast. All right. Just, ah! Let him know that. I mean business. Uh, with a 14? A 14 bounces off of its scales. Of course. Good. I've got its attention. And then I start <laughs> running back okay. so that it chases after me. Yeah. While I kind of giving you like a hand signal just to like my friends to like hide behind the walls. Jump them. Okay. Um, Do we interpret it. this as hide behind the walls? <laughs> <laughs> or, or, <whatever. laughs> or is are you pretending to have pinchers? <laughs> I assume this is a well-rehearsed thing. Yeah. Dieth's, Dieth's sort of taken you through all of his various gestures and moves over the months, and you kind of figured him out. But you realize, you realize there's not a whole lot of places to hide in the tunnel. I mean, you can try, but this, this salamander is not only giving off heat, but firelight, and uh, you'll be pretty well illuminated. Now, the question I have for you, Dieth, is are you going to run past your friends so that they are now closer to the creature than you? Because you can. Yep. Oh, okay. wow. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm, I'm like throwing knives at him, trying to keep his attention on me yep. the entire time. So he's just got tunnel vision and doesn't look yes. to his left or right at all. As the creature slithers into the tunnel and over the mine tracks, Paulton, you're the next one up. It's about, you would say, 15 feet away from you at this point. Okay. Um, have we taken any kind of rest since? Uh, we did take a short rest uh, before we came down here, yeah. Yes, so oh, okay. um, uh, that means that you could spend hit dice to gain hit points back, but you don't have spell slots. Okay. Well, that changes basically anything I could have done. Oh. Um, I'm going to... And I'm going to try to, how far is it for me? 15 feet. 15 feet? Yep. Cool. Then I will, uh, I guess, thunder wave on a three slot. All right. Oh, dang. Try to push that thing back. A huge uh, thunderous noise echoes through the mines and the chamber as ripples of sonic energy wash over this creature. Um, and uh, it will make it, it okay. Um, it does make its saving throw, which means it's not going to get pushed back, but it will still take half damage. Great. Great. Okay, so that's four. So, uh, oh boy. Um, half of a ten. Okay. A gentle... <laughs> wave of thunderous energy <laughs> washes over the creature and he just kind of stands there still sort of, kind of blows back his whiskers a little bit yeah <laughs> i'm just like yeah you, you take that as warning 
<laughs> do you want to stay where you are or do you want to re- I'm gonna I'm gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you run past Evelyn and Strix and Diaf, uh leaving Evelyn in the front line. And Evelyn, you're up. And I'm hiding, but it's coming, it's pa- it's passing me. It's right? not it hasn't come to you yet. It's still it's still from you about 15, 20 feet away. Having received Diaf's message, yes. I want to- <laughs> I want to hold action okay. with Lightfall and just like, I'm delighted to be hiding behind the wall. Like, <laughs> 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 All right. We're uh, going to get him. Yes. Uh, then the creature does come slithering right up to you, Evelyn, and locks its eyes right on you. On me? Yep. It's supposed to be watching DS. And as it gets close to you, you can just feel waves of heat, like intense heat washing off this creature. And it stabs at you with its spear and misses you, striking the wall. Wouldn't if I had my hold action, wouldn't I have wouldn't I have uh, it gets to finish its action before oh. you get to take yours. Uh, and then with its tail, oh. it tries to coil it around you. And oh roll natural nineteen. Uh, so that'll be a twenty-six to hit, which will be a hit. Yeah. And Just like we planned, Evelyn. Yeah. <laughs> it does, as it wraps and tightens around your little body, uh, it does 10 points of bludgeoning damage. Don't I even get to do like a strength save or something? Not yet. No. On your turn, you can attempt to break a grapple. What about my armor so, of invulnerability? Ah, very good. So <laughs> since uh, this is not a magical weapon, you take five uh, points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. I accept. And, and then uh, you take on top of that two points of fire damage. Ouchies. So a total of seven points. Okay. And, and this thing ha- is wrapping you up in its constricting tail. Now, okay. on your turn, which is now, mm-hmm. uh, you can, as a move, try to break the grapple or slip out of the grapple, either with a strength athletics check or a dexterity acrobatics check. Or if you like being here, you can just hang out. Um, that, doesn't, that doesn't prevent you from making your attacks, though. <coughs> it does not prevent me from making my attacks? It does not prevent you from making your attacks. The only thing you can't do while grappled is move. In that case, since I have uh, the beast's attention and I'm keeping it away from my party, and I know that my armor, if I take an action, can make me completely immune to damage... Right? Uh, well, yeah, it can make you immune to, for a period of, I can't remember, check. Yeah, so. I yeah, like this you new can, armor. You can use a special action uh, to make yourself immune to non-magical damage uh, for 10 minutes. Once it's and, activated, it's a 10-minute countdown. And neither of those kinds of damage I just took were magical. That is correct. Well, you want to do this now? We've only just gotten to the vines. <laughs> oh, that's right. I can only do it once per day, huh? Yeah. yeah correct. Oh. Just want to put that out there. But it would have been so cool. You're I, right. No, I agree. I saw where you're going. That's brilliant. You're right, though. I'll I'll make a strength check, and also I have um. Do 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 do. Uh, this is a, technically a saving throw, right? No. No. It's a, it's a skill check, and I say. Dang it. Then my aura of protection won't help. Mm-hmm. 
None of this will help. Nothing helps. Fine. Nope. Just straight strength check. Straight up strength check. Oh, poop uh, on a platter. Only oh. you had some strength. Well, I managed to roll a nine. <laughs> All right. Then you are you are locked within its clutches. What a waste. Now you can use another move action to try to get out, but then you will lose your attack. So I could make an attack. Yeah. You have All two right. attacks. So so I, I'm like. <laughs> trying to get out and then even get, just gets frustrated and she's got light fall like this like all wrapped up so she's just, uh, <laughs> just all right uh and that will be a 17 that hits hooray where is the rest of my dice okay and uh now that i i'm also going to uh divine smite on that oh great so the initial amount is seven plus an extra D eight is two. So nine. Nine. Okay. You hit it for nine. When you do, uh, flame erupts from its wound and deals 10 points reduced by your armor to five points of fire damage. That is so not cool. Uh. So after you take the fire damage, uh, in response to your hit, you have a second attack if you want to take it. Hmm. I guess I, well, did it seem to like, like was I throwing a pebble at a giant or was I, does it, you said no, it you like were reacted. Doing, yeah, it definitely took uh, all that damage. Okay, I, I'll do it again. I'm, I'm pissed off and I have lots of, HP and I'm just <laughs> trying to get out hacking with Lightfall. Okay. And I roll a 10. That's with a 7 modifier, by oh. the way. Okay, that bounces or slides <laughs> off of its scaly hide. I'm like I'm like with Lightfall. Like, <laughs> 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 All right, so Strix, you're about five feet back from Evelyn, watching oh. her fight off this horrible large serpentine creature what would you like to do uh, well, and you got you got waffles sort of strapped behind uh right to your, and to your harness. sure she's just like hitting me in the face <laughs> yes. again yeah. <laughs> like, well first uh strix is gonna think for a second and be like like ready to fireball and then be like wait a second <laughs> it's like she's like fire fire, fire? <laughs> doesn't think it's gonna work um, but I think I'm going to try polymorphing this guy into a frog. Nice. Okay. Yes. Come on, come on, big money. All right. Then he has to make a saving throw. That'd be hilarious. And awesome. It would be great. Yep. Save us, Strix. <laughs> come on. All right. So this is a con wisdom saving throw. Okay. So it rolled a 16. On its save, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, is, I think that beats your. It does. My yeah. spell save DC is fourteen. <laughs> 14. I, yeah. yeah. I so yes, your magical energy sort of washes and twirls around it. Uh, it fights it off through sheer force of will and is not affected. You want to stay where you are, or do you want to back off? Uh, I don't. I'm as I see it, it's not working. I'm just like. Ah! <laughs> it just looks around. <laughs> All right. Uh, and I won't do anything. I'll just panic and look for a place to hide, I guess. Okay. <laughs> There's anything I can hide behind, maybe, like a rock or... 
Yeah, you could probably find some broken off piece of wall that you can okay. hunker, hunker down behind. All right. Uh, Diath, make a perception check for me. Oh, okay. And it's your turn. All right. Uh, perception first. Uh, 18. Okay. Um, for, for just a, maybe a matter of five seconds, some of the ambient noise in the foundry or the forge ahead of you seem to diminish. Uh, like some of the machines stopped working. There was a few less heavy whooshing noises and less clatter and clanking, like uh, maybe the sound of the reverberating thunder echoing through the complex caused a few um, pauses. What would you like to do? This is Paulton's vengeance against you. <laughs> Paulton, did we mention this is a stealth mission? I don't know. I just checked back in, man. What's going on? <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. Uh, so when Evelyn struck it, fire erupted from its body and splashed all over her briefly. All right. I'm going to stick with the dagger throw. Okay. Uh, is he engaged with Evelyn, technically? Yes. Okay. And I'm going to now I'm going to hit it in such a place so that the wound is away from Evelyn. <laughs> oh, sure. So yeah. the fire splits out. It goes yeah. somewhere else. Got so it. I'm just another real quick dagger throw from the back of my belt. And he's closer, so I have a much better chance of hitting. Oh, yeah. 27. Yep. Yes. Right, uh, oops, one too many. Hey. Uh, that is 18 total. Got it. All right. Uh, yes, your, your dagger sticks into its scaly hide, and you see sort of fire and heat ripple out from the wound, not in a way that seems to affect any of your friends. Hooray! All right. Uh, and Halton. You're not at the back of the group. Right. Evelyn has the creature in her clutches. Right, my clutches. <laughs> <laughs> so stealth mission. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> it's going great so far. With this newly acquired information, this will now change probably nothing. Um, let's... Uh, Heck. (laughs) It's like, no, that's loud. That's loud. Huh. Um, I'm going to go ahead. So would Bardic Inspiration be that loud? Could it be like a light little tune? Yes. Absolutely. Cool. I'm going to go with that. Okay. And who are you going to inspire? Uh, I feel like Evelyn might need it coming up, so, uh... All right. Go ahead and do that. And you're a D8 on your... Is that right? Yes. You, okay, so, Evelyn, you've got a D8 that you can add to a die roll. To any die roll? Um, <coughs> to, um... Ability check, attack roll, or saving throw. Yeah, so pretty much. Not damage. Not damage. Okay. A d20 roll, basically. Okay, so um, 
That's Paulton, and it is the creature's turn. Now, the creature still has you in its coils, so it doesn't need to roll to damage you with its tail. It just does uh, 15 points of bludgeoning damage, which is reduced to seven, and seven points of fire damage, which is reduced to three. So you take a total of 10 points of damage from its tail. Okay. While it's crushing you with its tail, it is going to sort of shuffle forward a bit and try to uh, skewer Strix with its spear. Oh, that's messed up. Of course, it's got a spear too. No. Yeah. Um, I'm hiding behind a rock. Yes. It can see you. Oh. Um, so uh, it rolls a not natural 20, which will hit Strix. Um, Strix, you take. 10 points of piercing damage. Okay. And five points of fire damage. Now you're a tiefling, so the fire damage is reduced to Yay. Oh, yeah. So Strix, you could be taking this whole thing. <laughs> well, I mean, no. <laughs> yes. No. And you, no. You, you sort of turn away as the spear hits you, so it doesn't at all get anywhere close to your owlbear. Oh, good. Okay. Better not. Yep. And then, Evelyn, you are in the coils of this beast. I am filled with inspiration from the song yes. that Paulton sang me, and I just feel so filled with strength. You wish it was a little louder, though. That's all. I mean, always. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I sing along in my heart, and mm -hmm. probably out loud, too. Mm -hmm. la, la, la. <laughs> Um, so let's see. That means I've got, I rolled. So do I need to add it? I can add it if I need it on top. Correct. Of yeah. You don't have to okay. decide right away. So I rolled an 18 strength check to get out. Oh. Do I, do I get to know whether that worked before I add the die? Uh, I, I will let you know if it worked and it would not work. So do you want to add the yes. die? Okay. Ooh, that adds seven. So okay. you succeed. Yay! Paulton, you have freed yeah. me! <laughs> oh my god, are you like screaming? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So you stop being loud. <laughs> he already right. knows I'm here. Yep. So no. you are no longer grappled by the creature and uh, you still have your attacks. And so now I'm just going to turn around and hiss at it and cast Nature's Wrath. Oh, okay. Damn. Be held! Foul beast. Yes. And so you just hissed at him? Yep. Yeah, I pulled a page from your book. It's <laughs> so just like, what? That's weird. <laughs> I'm just, I'm channeling my inner animal with this snake. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> All right. Now, this is, I don't remember the last time somebody used this in the game. I have to actually look it up. Uh, spectral vines, rappy, rappy. I can. I, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that one. Mm. I know where it is. I can find it. All right. Um, where you? You can use your channel divinity, blah, blah, blah. Oh, there it is. As an action, cause special vines to spring up. Creature must succeed on a strength or dexterity saving throw. It's choice or be restrained. Well, what's the DC? I don't know. I don't think it matters. It rolled a 17. I don't think your DC is 17. Oh, wait, my spell DC? Yeah. Well, Chris, 
Let me tell you. <laughs> Definitely not 17. It is not 17. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's 16, actually, though. Uh, using its slithery, snaky form, it uh, seems to dodge and weave around the grasping vines. Wait, uh, wait. No. Wait. Yes. No. Just kidding. No. I lied. I lied. I'm sorry. All right. Uh, and then Strix, you're up. Oh, great. As the hot spear is ripped from your body, what do you do? <laughs> Cry. <laughs> uh I'm going to use my sorcery points to try and polymorph him again into a frog. Ah, very good. Okay. So I'm just like, come on, please. Okay. <laughs> He's a frog. Yay! Stomp on it. <laughs> now, you know, if you stomp on it and you kill the frog, it's going to become a salamander again. But it'll be a dead salamander. It'll still be well, dead. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's not fair, Chris. Wait, what? Wait, what? What's the point of polymorphing something if you can't kill it? To basically take it out of a fight. See, if it reverts as a result of dropping to zero hit points, any excess damage carries over to its normal form. So if you did 10 points of damage to it in frog form and it only had right. two, hit two hit points because it was a frog, it would turn back and take eight points of damage. Got it. Uh, but like, uh, but there is a giant pit where an elevator once was slightly behind us. Uh, True. No. Is I'm there behind you? Anywhere, oh no! Anywhere around us, is there like a like a, pit? a, a box? <laughs> yeah, deeper in the room, past where the dwarves are standing, uh, there were some old crates and things. Get one of the uh, mine carts, tip it over, just box them in. Yeah, yeah, you just, could do that. How long does polymorph last? So it lasts uh, a concentration up to one hour. Strix, can you hold that for an hour? I don't know. <laughs> As Waffles is like, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> is there any sort of pit anywhere or fire or, I mean, well, fire you would know, anything? There, there are waves of heat ahead of you okay. from deeper in the foundry. So you know there's probably a huge furnace or fire somewhere ahead of you. I don't think fire, throwing this fire creature into a furnace or a lava probably not much. Well, seems to have been born out of fire. Just but yes. Yeah, let's so, put uh, it in a box. Paulton picks up the frog. Yes. And uh, wait, wait, wait. Here you go. I learned something from Chris Perkins, which is that HP actually doesn't matter if you smash something. <laughs> so <laughs> don't undo no? my work. Okay, fine. Though, <laughs> so, Paulton, you have Dimension Door. We could uh, just throw him in one of those. It's only like 400 feet, though. Yeah. Yeah. But that's 400 feet away from us. So, uh, Paulton, as you step up into the room, you can see that the three soot-covered dwarves, they're, they haven't moved or done much since all of this transpired. They kind of are kind of in a stunned state. They're just kind of like dazed and probably just so tired they can barely even think straight. But when you look about the room, here's what you see. It's kind of an oddly shaped room, but basically uh, this is where ore from the mines is brought down. And there is a bucket chain that bisects the room. It sort of comes through a hole in one wall and exits through a hole in the opposite wall. And it's just a big, thick chain pulley system with these big hanging iron bins. And, that, and those things are sort of constantly moving a little bit at a time, kind of in a very jerky motion. And the bins are kind of shaking as they move. Be, uh, past them, 
at the back of the room, you can see what appeared to be uh, old mine carts, heavy, car heavy iron carts with wheels. You can also see what appeared to be old crates and boxes and even a, what looked to be an old barrel of ale or something. So you said there's, there's, it's like a chain with like buckets. Yeah. yeah. If you, if you imagine like big giant bins, um, each about large enough to hold, um, maybe two or three of you are hanging from these chains and being kind of ferried across the room above the ground. And those are like just going through the room. Into yeah. They're, they're essentially just passing through the room. You think that they were probably designed like the dwarves here with their shovels are supposed to like scoop stuff into them as they pass, but they're not doing any of that. Uh, so these empty bins are just kind of slowly rattling through the room, through a hole in one wall and out through a hole in another. And these holes are big. I mean, you could, they're like tunnel-sized openings that these bins pass through. Uh, how high up are the bins? Uh, so the lip of the bins are about, um, you'd say, six or so feet above the floor. Uh, but there are also little uh, ramps and things that you can stand on to get up higher. Like if you, say, wanted to pull yourself into a bin or try to reach down into a bin or something. Where's that big bird? The big bird you left outside uh, circling over the Yakfolk village. So in theory, if something were in the bin, it would just kind of be taken away? Yes. <laughs> And you don't, think, you don't think that a frog, because the bins are so deep, you don't think a frog would be able to hop out of it? I'm going to put the frog in a bin. <laughs> Just kind of. What if it comes back? We'll worry well, about that bit. That's, that's a problem for later us. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. That sounds like sound logic. So, yes, the, the dwarves just sort of, with no real expression, just sort of watch Paulton walk over to <laughs> one of the bins, drop a frog in, wave it goodbye. <laughs> And watch it as the bin sort of leads off out of the room. Awesome. Frog's gone. <laughs> Great. Well done. Uh, Jared, uh, as Dieth is listening, uh, that a lot of the sounds that were heard, the ambient noises before, seem to have returned to normal, almost like nothing happened. Uh, and what you're able to distinguish is uh, there's, sound, there's clearly sounds of some sort of furnace, like just a big roaring furnace of some kind. You also hear whooshing sounds almost like giant bellows that are used to fuel heat. You can hear clattering of iron, um, almost like heavy footsteps on iron or iron tools banging against uh, other iron and stone. You also hear hammering noises like you would hear in a smith's forge. Yeah, I hate that I can hear that at all. It's, hearing it at all means it's closer than I would like. Yeah. Um, right. There is one... Other than the, where the bucket chain enters and leaves, there's one exit from this room, and it seems to head in the direction of the heat and the noise. Okay. So, ignoring that for now, I'm going to approach the dwarven miners slash slaves. Are they yeah. uh, chained up or anything? In any so, they've, they've got their dirty shovels in, in their hands, and they're sort of leaning on them almost for support. They have manacles around their ankles with a chain to connect them so they can't like widen their legs terribly far or run, really. And they are manacled to each other by the ankles as well. So they're like this chain strung between them. So the three can't even get far enough away from each other. Now the manacles are sort of crude and they have uh, fairly simple locks. You just a cursory examination, you think you could pick them pretty easily. I would like to do that, please. 
All right. <laughs> so go, go ahead and make one, um, since they're all basically the same kind of lock, make one dexterity check. Yes. <laughs> crazy. Uh, 35. Whoa. Oh, my God. Call what? That's Whoa. insane. Yes. You, you, you just pull out a tool. Look at the lock. You stick it in. The thing just falls apart. <laughs> um, and, uh, he does that over and over and over again and releases the dwarves. Uh, one of the dwarves says, Thank you. Uh, Are you one of you, Jasper? Do you know who, where he is? Um, one, uh, another of the dwarves says, I don't know, though. He's taken away with the other slaves, though. Where were they taken to? Do you know? Uh, Jasper, he's, his head is, is full of ideas, and he's, he wanted to talk to the leader, though. You said Jasper? Yes, ma'am, though. <laughs> she kind of, like, and looks at Diaz. Aren't we looking for a Jasper? Yes, you believe we are. <laughs> you're saying- he, he was the leader of our patrol, though. Oh, you're a part of his patrol? Yes. Okay, well, would you, would you happen to have, how long have you been working in here? Several weeks now. And in this time of you working here, do you have any idea of what the fire giants are up to? He says, I have never been deeper, though, into the foundry than we are here, though. I was kept up with the Yak folk, though, and in the mines, though. <laughs> <laughs> The, uh, I just can't with these dwarf <laughs> one, one of the one of the other one of the other dwarves says, "I um don't know any Jasper, but I really want to get out of here." <laughs> uh, is it safe act, up there? Actual Evelyn is like giggling behind us. <laughs> I just want like Chris has like a, a sheet on the wall outside the camera that we can't see that has like all the suffixes that he's planned to use. Like three letters. Yeah. But uh, one of the, the third dwarf sort of shakes him and says, we can't uh, leave uh, them down here. Uh, we must help them. Uh. And uh, when, you, when you hear that one, he sounds familiar to you because he uses a similar suffix as old Zog. Oh. Zog? But it's not Zog. But he, he sounds like Zog. He Maybe does. he came back to life. No, I we mean, definitely killed him, Evelyn. I mean, he's, he's dead. Fine. <laughs> he's 100% dead. Evelyn, just because they talk the same, you can't just assume they're the same person. That's entirely <laughs> offensive. <laughs> yeah, Zog so, yeah, is you, dead twice. You've got, you've got one dwarf wanting to get to freedom. The other one is happy to give you what information you need that he knows about Jasper, but knows, in fact, very little. And then there's one who sounds like Zog. You should definitely help us. Why? Uh, <laughs> uh, because uh, a uh, why? Because he and... freed you, stupid. <laughs> yeah, listen to that one. You said Jasper went away to talk to the leader of the fire giants. Would you happen to have any idea of where that would be or oh, why he would want to do bad. that? Uh, uh, Barzak says, deeper in the forge, though. <laughs> 
The leader's Evelyn, name. this is serious. The leader's name is Zalto Do. Zalto, that's the leader of the fire giants. Yes, Joe. Uh, Evelyn, you really can't just laugh at how we talk. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to help us if you're mean to them. I'm just filled with the holy light of Lathander and glory and the beauty that he's created in the form of speech for all of his creatures. I don't, I don't think that's true. It's true. You mentioned wanting to help the others. Who are you talking about? Uh, the dwarf says, this, this foundry is full of slaves. We have to get them out of here. We can't leave them to die down here, slaving away for the giant. How many are we talking? Dozens. We can, we can, we can save them. Let's save them. Come on. They are our brothers and sisters. <laughs> yeah, you could like look at a lock and it'll just fall apart, right? Yeah. I mean, right these on. are pretty shoddily made. It's yeah. not hard. <laughs> Strix is like trying to cover up Evelyn's mouth now. Just like <laughs> holding her hand in her mouth. Like, but uh, yeah, we'll save them. Like, stop it. That is so cute. <laughs> like, stop it. Your your frog is going on a long, wonderful journey, Paulton. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm happy for him. It's definitely left the room by now, and it's gone to parts unknown. <sighs> oh, good. At least something's going well. We knew him well. Yeah. yeah do, we, so, do we know the names of these three dwarves? Uh, the yes. Uh, they will tell you uh, there. there's Barzuk Brazenbeard. Beard Doe or Bearda or Beardurm? He, he, he's a Beard Doe. It's my okay. favorite. So Barzuk Brazen Beardo. Uh, okay. And uh, he's the one who uh, has been doing most of the talking and has told you he's never been any farther than this in the foundry. So he doesn't know what the giants are building. His job and these other two dwarves' job is to just basically dump ore into the mine carts. They know that this ore goes across the foundry to some place where it is basically pulverized and its impurities are taken out. That's all that they've been told. Um, it sounds it, almost like making bread, as yeah. though the the rocks were like your what's that thing called when you're making bread England, and you have I swear, I you have a, a consistent what's that called? God, that stuff that you thunder. make <laughs> don't you know, what's that called? Brazen beard? That's you, you yeast? Bread out of? Are you talking about yeast? No, no, the, when you mix oh, it all flour. together, no, 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 you mix it all together, and it's, you know, it's like the mushy stuff that before you put it in the oven, it's bread. Dough? Raisin beard, is that what it's called? <laughs> yes, it's called dough, dough. <laughs> <laughs> You're so right. <laughs> it's just like, I'm done, I'm meant. done here, I'm the, leaving. The second, you can't just do that. The second dwarf, the one who wants to just leave, his name is Dunlow Hammerholm, and he's Hammerholm. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's Zorn Splinter Shard. Zorn is obviously a member of the same clan as Zog. And uh, he's the one who wants to rescue his fellow dwarves who are deeper in this place. <clears throat> Right. I want to rescue them too. So right now Zorn is trying to convince Dunlow that he can't just leave and abandon his dwarven kin. 
these other slaves, where could we find them? Uh, uh, these dwarves say, if you follow the heat, it will lead you to the foundry. Past the foundry is a slave wheel that the slaves turn to keep the bucket chain moving. And it is near that slave wheel where you'll find the slave quarters, their cells. And is that where that, uh, those moving carts go to? Uh, the moving carts, they say, they believe circle, they, they circle all, they go all around the entire foundry. They go through <laughs> almost every area of the foundry at some point. And then, uh, then they're sort of on a chain, so they come back around. So that frog, if you wait long enough, will get back around in about an hour. <laughs> about <laughs> when he would turn back into a salamander? <laughs> yeah, precisely. <laughs> DF, I know this is supposed to be a stealth mission, but I feel very strongly that we should free all of these slaves right now. Uh, Zorn has one other piece of useful information that he tells you, and that is that Zalto, the Duke of the Fire Giants, is here with his entire family. He has a wife and he has two kids. <gasps> the babbies! Oh, good. Let's just go kill them. I was just going to say, where can we kill those? <laughs> Wait, what? Why? They're evil! None of the dwarves know where the fa- where the family members are. Excuse me, dwarves. Can you please explain to my paladin friend that fire giants are evil? Just in like one or two words. But what if we could keep the <laughs> Shut up! Shut up! They're evil worm. See? Oh, okay. Would evil worm. Evil worm. Would, would you say they're like no better than a worm? <laughs> yeah, I. They're no better than a worm. <laughs> Damn it! Evelyn! (laughs) This is totally out of character. This is totally Anna, not Evelyn. I'm sorry. (laughs) To everyone who's in chat, like, Evelyn would not do that. You would never make fun. You're right, okay? You're right. Okay, I'm done. Anyways, you're right. Fire giants must be eliminated from the face of the earth, but suppose that the young want to convert. In that case, we could potentially maybe have them join our crew. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. The dwarves will tell you fire giants are the worst. Fire giants are the worst. They're All right. They're the worst. <laughs> All right. So we got help the slaves, falls deep in the furnace, past the wheel, all that. Find Jasper, who tried to go meet up with Zelto. Awesome. And, uh, Generally, try to figure out what the heck the fire giants are even up to, and/or making, or creating, or why they're here. Right. Is that where is, we're at right now? Is yeah. that all? That's yeah. the long and short of it. That's oh, the long okay. and short of it. Deep with an iron slag, a broken elevator. Don't forget, go fast before the frog turns back into go a salamander. Because there's a pissed off frog. <laughs> <laughs> and no, no robot son. Got it. Right. Yes. <laughs> Look, if you brought him down here, he would just burst into flames. It's better this yes. way. And you may at some I point, have him through, with me. through pure chance, you may at some point find out what might have happened to your, your dwarven friend, Crack, who disappeared just like, poof, and left his armor and weapon behind. And Crack's missing. There could be a <laughs> naked dwarf running around yeah. down here somewhere. You just don't. Don't worry, Crack. I've got your armor safe and sound. That's right, Evelyn, you're wearing it. So you're yes. clad. Evelyn's clad in this black with gold filigree dwarven made armor. Cool. It'd with be the, better with if bucket it was helmet white. and everything. 
Yeah, so I actually sound like this, everything I say. Yeah, and you don't actually see any part of her except like a little bit of her eyes through the slit. But aren't they pretty eyes? Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> there is a hatch you can open up over the mouth, Evelyn, if you want people to see your mouth move. <laughs> okay, it opens like this? Like I, this? It's sort of like a little, like, keep. Like, <laughs> like opens, doors? Yeah, like doors. <laughs> What a ridiculous! Every time I talk, I open it. Oh my god! This whole episode is just Anna giggling. <laughs> I'm done for you guys. All right. Well, but at this point, your only real avenue is either to follow the bucket chain or to make your way down the heated corridor toward what you know now to be the foundry. Yeah. Let's go ahead and do that. I don't feel like going in the buckets with the frog. Yeah, the bucket chains, one, is where we have a pissed off frog. Two, it said is where they pulverize impurities, and our presence alone is an impurity. <laughs> so I'd rather not be, do that. Uh, Paulton, if possible, until things go hardly awry, let's keep the thunder waves to a minimum. No promises. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most I could ask of you, buddy. All right. Um, I'll inform uh, Barzak, Dunlo, and Zorn that leave it to us. We'll try our try our hardest to get as many of your clansmen free as we can. Uh, we like we made our way down here, and I can mm-hmm. try to relay that same information. Well, back to you, them. as you recall, you put chalk marks on the wall on your way yes. down. You can tell them to follow Strix's top chalk marks. Okay, that they Just can like, do. Sorry about the earlier ones that were yeah. slurs against Lathander, but yeah. they're there. Um, uh, Zorn will tell you that if they do make it all the way up to the top through the mines, that they will try to wait for you as long as possible up there. Right. Uh, That's good. Don't wait too long. <laughs> I don't know how long this will this will take, but mm. if you see a chance to escape, please take it. Okay. Leave the rest to us. All right. They will disappear up the mines. As soon as they're going to turn back to our party, we're boned. Uh, you know yeah all we need to do is find information and free all the slaves if you want I could polymorph into a rat and just go as far as I can but then you'd be alone but less conspicuous than say all of us I'll come back it's a risk I'm willing to take (laughs) (laughs) I can come back all right, Evelyn, I know, I agree. We have to save as many of the slaves as we can. But in our current situation with such a small force, I don't think it's possible for us to get all of them. We'll get anyone we can, if at all. But our main priority is getting information for the Citadel. Because if need be, they can lead an assault onto here, not us. And then we could bring back everybody and then choppy, choppy, stabby, stabby for all the slaves? Yeah. Sure. Okay. I understand delayed gratification. I am a paladin. <laughs> All right, Strix. I yeah. actually actually don't hate the idea of you turning into a rat and sneaking forward. I can do that. Yeah. Wait. Just don't I'm, get stepped on. Real quick. Eh. Does anyone remember us seeing any other smaller critters around here, like say rats or rodents or anything else, Chris? Uh, you didn't see much in the mines, but it would not be beyond the pale to have seen a rat or two. All right. Cool. It won't be completely out of place. Yeah. So do it. Yeah, Strix, use your whatever magic juju you got. Okay. Right forward, go down towards that heated place. Mm. Uh, get as far as you can 
as a rat and then just try to get back here and relay the information. I'll wait here and try to listen as hard as I can. If it's not like something's going wrong, we'll come and running. You 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 realize right away, Diaz, that that listening is not going to be easy just because of the clatter, the clanking, the pounding, the pushing. Right. The... This is what I'm telling her. Yeah. Okay. Got it. <laughs> well, well, if I hear something, we'll come running. <laughs> and she'll just believe it and be like, "All right, I'm so glad I have such good friends." <laughs> and she'll turn into a rat, but the rat will have like like poofy like hair, so okay. it's just like. <laughs> Is yes. this the, it looks kind of dirty. Are you, are you using the power of the charm that the dryad put upon you or are you using yes. one of your own spells? Okay. Uh, yeah, so you uh, become a, when you become a rat, uh, what becometh of Mr. Stinky? I was going um, to oh, say... Oh, Stinky, Stinky and Waffles I'll give to Evelyn. Yes. Yay! I was going to say, we'll give Waffles to Evelyn. Juniper and Stinky hang out in my pocket. Yeah. Right. What does it look like when you turn into a rat? Is it like Power Ranger style? Or like, what do you... I'm sure it's gross. Do? I don't know. The power you size, so just a lot of arm movements. It's probably just like melting, just like and then like turn into a rat. There's, there's a gross like moppy rat. <laughs> yeah. You just yeah. sludge into a rat. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I love it. Um, yes. Uh, right. now one, one of the things you uh, notice off right away as soon as you turn into a rat strix is you feel warmer than you did before, um, because now you're a rat and not a tiefling, but um, the heat is still bearable. And you make your way down the passage and very quickly come to the foundry. Now, bear with me, because this is a kind of a complicated space, so I'll describe it as succinctly as I can. The room is massive, um, but it's lit from below. And that's because, Strix, as you come out into the room, you are fairly high up. If you imagine this room is basically a long rectangle, you're coming in at the top of it. And around three of the walls of the rectangle, at your height, attached to the walls is a wide iron gantry, like a balcony made of iron, all like girdered and gridded. And there are actually holes through balcony. As a rat, though, you can sort of run along beams and things. Um, so there's this iron gantry that hugs three walls of this enormous room, and it is 50 feet off the floor below. And there's another 40 feet over your head. So the room you're in is actually 90 feet tall, and you are 50 feet up on this gantry. Below you, through the gantry and over the gantry, you can see that the room below is dominated by a large pit of molten oil. And there are furnaces, four of them spaced all around its perimeter, and big giant whooshing bellows um, sticking into each furnace. And those are being pushed up and down by fire giants, four fire giants. Um, they are paying you no mind. As the furnaces um, uh, burn, they sort of uh, melt and heat the ore, which is funneled through doorways on the lower level. And you can't see them, but through those doorways, you can hear the clattering of hammers on anvils. So somebody is taking this molten ore and making it into something. Sticking out of the tops of the furnaces are these giant funnels. And the bucket chain sort of circles through the room, goes out one hatch, or goes, it comes in one way and disappears out the other. And they pass right over these funnels. If you were a bigger creature, you could almost reach out over the gantry and grab one of the buckets 
going on the bucket chain, but you're way too small in your current form to reach them. And when and she sees the fire giants, her little rat hands go. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the, the, the bucket chain is clanking along, clanking along, clanking along. On the gantry, you can see what appear to be ogres with poles. <laughs> and at various points, they use the poles to grab a bucket and pull it, tilting it and dumping its ore into the funnel and into the furnace. Uh, so it's a very complex operation. These ogres seem pretty dumb, as all ogres are, and really can't do much more than one thing at a time. So really, they're just waiting, like they're watching the buckets and waiting for a bucket to come up to them so they can pull it over. At this, so they can all pull it over at the same time. It's like watching the world's worst synchronized. <laughs> um, at the very far end of the room, which, because it's well lit with the, the, the molten flames and everything, um, you can see on the gantry, literally right across from you, but well over 100 feet away, there is a creature that you can guess might be like an adolescent fire giant. Uh, and fire giants are built like dwarves, but they're just humongous. This one is about nine, nine and a half feet tall, and he's got a dwarf by the ankles and is holding him over the gantry, threatening to drop him into one of the furnaces. Uh oh! You, you can't hear what they're saying exactly from this distance because of all the other noise, uh, but uh, I'm going to let you make an insight check to right. see what brought this on. Oh, please Definitely. don't be an important dwarf. Uh, 14. Um, you're not exactly sure, but based on the demeanor of the, of the adolescent fire giant, um, you think that the giant is torturing this in a way. He's laughing and having fun putting this dwarf's life in imminent peril. So he's not, he's, he, I can tell he's not going to drop him. He's just torturing him. Yeah. And occasionally, occasionally he like, he'll like let go of one leg and let the dwarf swing there oh, by God. one ankle and then like let go both, but catch him with the other one oh, a no. little ways down and just sort of hang there. And he's laughing to himself. Uh, this fire giant is sort of a, a like a, a fat kid um, <laughs> uh, torturing, torturing a bug, torturing a bug. All right. Okay, so I see all this. Yeah. And the heat in the heat in here is just oh my god. Yeah, I don't want to I don't want to stay here too long being a tiny little rat. I got small lungs. But um if I can see any sort of path that might allow us to sneak or anything that will help us get past So, this uh, area. make a perception check. All right, please be done well. Uh 9. Well, the way the buckets are moving, they're actually kind of moving from him toward you. So if you were to hop in a bucket, you'd almost be t immediately taken out of the room and borne back to the room where your friends are. Right. Um, now, but, uh, oh, nine isn't great. Um, <laughs> definitely. That uh, isn't great is my middle name. <laughs> yes. Um, you think as a rat, it wouldn't be hard to sneak past the ogres on the gantry and even probably the fire giant on the gantry who's very distracted at the moment. You think in your current form, you would hardly be noticed by these big lumbering creatures at all. But with your friends, you're just not sure. You're not really sure. And then it sort of occurs to you as you look down through the grate that maybe they would be less seen if they were crawling on the underside of the entry. Oh. 
if they were underneath it. Essentially hanging, moving around the underside where the, where the support beams and things are for the gantry. Above um, the lava? Above, yeah, above the 50-foot, actually, the, the, gantry, the gantry never goes right over the lava. Oh. Uh, the, gant the gantry passes near the furnaces, funnels, and uh, if you were to fall off the gantry, unless you were taking a flying leap, you would actually hit the floor. Before you hit oh, the okay. Lava. Well, that's good to know. Oh, okay. Um, but well, you have no way to know whether or not, like, climbing under the, the gantry is a good idea or if it's even actually less likely to make you seen than anywhere else um, and if it's safe. Right. All right. Well, I've seen pretty much all I can see in this room. So unless I follow the giant or go over towards that area, I'm yeah. not going to see anything else. Right. Um, and if you were to go over toward the giant, that would put you twice as far away from your friends as you are now. Yeah. That's not something I'm willing really to do right now because the further away I get, the harder it is to breathe. So I'm going to scoot back. Okay. Um, and ton it, I don't know. Can I talk as a rat? Uh, just let me check the spell very quickly here. Um, you retain your alignment and personality. Uh, so I'm going to say, yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so Strix is like, okay, so I said like a bunch of them. And her little like rat voice. And she informs everyone about what happened. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now you know what she knows. Um, and she also informs that she can go farther, but um, it would be a bigger risk. But I do have a knock spell, so if I can get to the dwarves and unlock the chains, I could I could unlock them with the, with my spell. Ooh! Free the slaves! Free the slaves! Okay, you, well, make but them you're, a distraction. Do you want me to do that? Uh, I feel like if we do that, we could done. Oh, I, I actually lied. Um, later in the spell, it says the creature is limited in the actions it can perform by the nature of its new form, and it can't speak, cast spells, or take any other action that requires hands or speech. So you'll have okay. to turn back to your normal form. Well, I do have hands, so I'm just going to write all this on okay. the ground. Done. All right. <laughs> and so, Aww, it's so cute. It's a little rat handwriting. Mm -hmm. Little rat handwriting, like, and it's probably like like several paragraphs. Yeah. It's like okay, that's, uh, it's like punctuated by little drawings and little like <laughs> yeah, like ah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Lots of frowny faces. Yeah, pictures of ogres, the adolescent fire giant holding the other one. Rest says torture, pointing at it. Um, so yeah, that's a. Uh, and after that, I'll inform you that I have the knock spell. I can try and go further. But just give it some time, and once you hear the distraction, come after me because I don't feel like dying today. And she'll draw like a little dead rat. <laughs> X's on the eyes. Yeah, there's a little rat with X's on the eyes. And releasing, I'm just like, releasing the slaves would only enrage the fire giants. It would provide us distraction list to get through, but we would condemn them to death. Maybe she, not. The rat shrugs. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they would just get away. To where? Out. All right. I mean, you never know. Who are we to decide their level of capability? It's not their capability I'm doubting. It's the uh, stomping of giant feet that I'm more concerned about. Yeah, we probably shouldn't fight giants. Probably. But Strix, you, you said there might be a, a decent path that 
we as a group could sneak through? Uh, Strix will inform them with paragraph after paragraph and also like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so if Strix's descriptions are accurate, uh, the, there's really one way at this level, there's one way across the foundry and that's across the iron gantry that circles three walls of the room. Now, if you're just going to walk there, it's, you're going to be seen, but it's possible you could crawl underneath the iron gantry. It's possible it, it, hmm. try some other tack. Sounds like that's all we have to do. I mean, shrugs again. <laughs> <laughs> But I could go make a distraction and she'll just like draw that. And then just be like, follow me in like, I don't know, 15 minutes. And then she'll take off. Right. Little rat goes hopping back off oh, into the dark. Oh, oh, all right. There she goes. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll try and stay and hit it as hidden as possible on my way to go find the slaves. All right. Be safe. Okay. What are the rest of you doing while she is off? Are you going to hang in the room here with the the bucket chain and the, the mine carts and just chill. She said I, wait 15 minutes, right? Okay, yeah. I'm just humming the song that Paulton sang to me to give me bardic uh, inspiration nice, and nice. smiling at him. <clears throat> well, now I know I'm going to die. <laughs> All right. Dieth anxiously paces. Okay, great. While well, well, like is just... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, Strix, you move back out onto the Iron Gantry. Not much has changed since you left. All right, cool. I'm just going to try and continue until I can find where the slaves are held. Okay. Uh, and uh, you're running across the top of the gantry, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Probably staying close to the walls, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. Just okay. trying to look as ratty as possible. Yep. Okay. Um, just make a stealth check. I'll give you advantage. Yay. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> 15. Okay. You slink past one, two, three four dumb ogres with their big holes. <laughs> they, they, they don't even notice you at all. They don't even face you. Um, and then you get to the, 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 the fat uh, squat giant um, who's been torturing this dwarf. And as you get closer, um, let's see, uh, the giant is speaking giant. Mm. And if I recall, you... I had... I had that? tongues on. Oh, that's tongue, right. You but I don't know how long. Time. Okay, that's gone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I would um, understand. All right. Uh, but it's clear that this giant is just tormenting this dwarf. And the dwarf looks like a battered, tired, soot-covered slave like the others. Um, um, nothing remarkable about the dwarf in any way other than he's uh, cursing the giant and shouting back at the giant and generally not making it, uh, uh, not going quietly. Wait, right. what suffix is he using? <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask. Is he, using? Uh, he is using the ton. T-O-N. He is doing using the ton stuff. I don't think we've heard that one. No, we haven't heard oh, that before. No, right, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, that's how we judge dwarves now. Yeah. <laughs> Now, Holly, now that you're on the other end of the forge, you can see behind the fire giant, there is a wide passageway leading to what appears to be a, a little side chamber with a staircase going down, an iron mm. staircase, a spiral staircase made of iron. So that's one way. It appears to lead down to the lower level of the foundry. Okay. But then there is another open doorway through which you can see what appears to be a giant slave wheel. Oh, okay. A, a flat, 
wheel with many spokes and, and slaves in a circle around the edge, just pushing it around and around and around. And uh, all of the slaves appear to be either dwarves or gnomes. That's the one. The bucket chain does pass through that chamber as well, you can see. There's also a big burning fireplace there and what appears to be a a fire giant sentinel to watch watch the slaves. That, uh... That wasn't planned, but you know, worse things have happened. Oh, I'm my mistake. It's not a fire giant sentinel. It's two ogres clad head to toe in spiked iron. Oh, armor. come on. <laughs> <laughs> so big sort of fat nine foot, 10 foot tall ogres just All right. covered in iron. Okay. Well, this wheel is my, my goal. So yep. I have to so make you, a you distraction. Skitter, you skitter to the edge of the room with the big giant wheel in it. These slaves look absolutely exhausted, but they dare not falter. Uh, there's one gap where there, you'd expect to see a slave, but there isn't one, which leads you to suspect that's probably where, this guy, where the guy behind you plucked one right. out. Um, the ogres, uh, they, they just seem to be standing at attention kind of awkwardly and like <laughs> trying not to move much. Um, Great. And uh, one, first day, yeah, yeah, exactly. If they got the first day, first day jitters, um, but one of them actually is kind of swaying a little bit, like the heat is getting to <laughs> great. Um, and um, you notice that there are three other exits to this room one has a barred portcullis that you could easily slink through, uh, the other is an, the other two are just open passageways. All right, um. This barred portcullis, yeah, uh, if I could, yeah. I, I'll just check and see what's through there just, just before I do anything drastic. Okay, you scuttle uh, around the room, around the wheel, uh, past the fireplace, underneath the bucket chain, over to the portcullis. And when you look inside, make a perception check. Well, balls. That's a three. Okay, and now um, I'd like you to make a stealth check. Great. Well, at least oh, I already wasted my three. Oh, sweet. 18. Dang. Well done. Yeah, suck that, Chris Perkins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, thank God. Um, oh, great. Great. <laughs> as you peer through the iron portcullis, you see a tunnel leading to a room that seems to be strewn with gnawed, blackened humanoid bones. Wow. And uh, um, you see in the darkness or in the dimness what appear to be seven, to you, absolutely enormous black hounds oh, with, fire, oh, with fire coming out of their eyes and fire coming out of their nostrils. Oh, no. Cool. Yeah. If if say I released these, you would let the dogs out. (laughs) Yes. If say we would have the answer to that age-old question now. It would be strange. Would would these dogs attack everyone or just the slaves? Like, can I incite this? Or Uh, you have no information around which to base a hypothesis. Great. Paulton is mourning. He needs a dog. No. <laughs> this dog, each of these dogs is significantly larger than Paulton. No. Okay. Well, they are behind. They are behind a door. 
So I have a feeling that if these do- that these dogs are there as fodder for possibly if a slave misbehaves, but I definitely think that they would attack everyone, including the ogres and the fire giants. That's just my opinion. That's cool. None of us are there with you. Yeah. I know. Well, starts <laughs> just looking around thinking, is it worse to be a slave or dead? She's just like in rat form thinking this. <laughs> slave, dead, slave, dead, save more slaves, save everyone, stop it for the greater good. Right? And yeah. She said uh, to herself, <laughs> "You are you are momentarily jarred oh, when God. there's this huge clatter um, uh, uh, ahead of you, and you see that that sort of dazed ogre drops his big spiked iron great club on the floor accidentally. Oh no! And then, and then he starts to sort of try to reach down and grab it, and in his armor he can't quite reach it, <laughs> and so he's like trying different ways of leaning and turning." to try to reach his great club. And for a minute, it almost looks like he looked right at you, but then you realize he wasn't paying any attention. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to go position myself behind these ogres. Okay. Yeah, you're able to get behind them. Great. And uh, uh, and actually, that puts you fairly close to the two other exits from the room, which don't have portcullises blocking them. One great. of them seems to lead to some sort of giant office of some kind, like an overseer's office, maybe. Oh. Yeah. The other one is a hallway that bends out of view, and you don't know where that goes. The overseer's office, huh? Could be. There's a big, look, looks like a big uh, black stone desk of some kind. Weird. No one's there? Uh, you don't see anyone, no. Hmm. But the room is larger. You can't see the entire room. Uh, maybe could I sneak in there and look for a key, maybe? All right, yes, you, uh, you head into the overseer's room. No, I'm like, Dief likes keys. <laughs> uh, you can see uh, that there's a large, an enormous fireplace that heats and illuminates the chamber. Uh, there's an obsidian mug sized for a fire giant on top of this black basalt table. Lying oh. under the table are several large casks of what may have contained ale at one point, but they look to be empty. There are shelves that on the walls that you can't reach. There are two iron doors leading from the room. Uh, one of the iron doors is closed and is giant-sized. The other one is also giant-sized and open. And you can see a giant butt <laughs> sticking out of it. Uh, what appears to be... Uh, what Literally. You, what you assume to be a fire giant is on all fours with his head and body in what appears to be the closet. It looks like he must have, he's looking for something in this storage closet and has been reduced to searching the floor. What? Um, so all you see is this big giant butt and, okay. and, and feet and feet sticking out of an open iron doorway. All right. Uh, Go for it. You don't, do think it. He's gonna, you don't think he's going to be, you can, you can hear him rifling through stuff, uh, looking for something and sort of cursing to himself. Yeah, he's uh, a giant see, butt. You see hanging off his giant belt a large key. Oh made, man. Made of iron. That key oh. is bigger that key is bigger than you in your current form. Yeah, definitely can't pick that up as a rat. I know he has it though. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, how many uh luck points would a giant butt rock be? <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Well, I'm going to scuttle back into the other room. I watched this giant. I now know where he is. And there's the ogres. And yeah, uh, it's been 15 minutes. Oh, no. Have you guys heard anything? No, I don't hear a thing. God damn it. Oh, we didn't have a contingency plan. You think she's all right? Dear no Lord Lavander, please tell us if Strix is all right and if we need to go after her. Do I hear anything from Lavander? <laughs> nope. <laughs> I feel as though she's all right, but I usually feel that way, so I don't know. Sure, she's fine. Let's give it another 25 <laughs> minutes. 25? That's a whole lot. I don't even know if she can stay as a rat that long. Can she? They don't know how that works? It's an hour. for an hour. All right. I don't know that. <laughs> and it's been about a half hour at this point. Oh, son of a bitch. Oh, geez. Since oh, she first went into the, she first went in the foundry, came back, made her little message on the floor, and yeah. then left again. So she, she said that she'd so make a distraction. Time. I know it hasn't happened yet, so things could be far worse. I think we should wait a little while. Speaking Fine. of far worse, Strix. I'm behind the ogre. <laughs> okay, right? so you're you're behind one of the big okay. heavy armored ogres. I'm gonna push myself against the wall and turn it back into myself as quietly as I can. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, just make another stealth check for me. Uh, that's a 13. Okay. Uh, neither ogre notices you standing behind one of them. Yes. <laughs> just like this. <laughs> and I'm going to look look over to that door with the dogs, and yep. I'm going to cast knock on it. Okay. And I'm going to open it. Excellent. Ah, you're going to let the dogs out. All right. The dogs have been let out. Okay, so the cool. suddenly of its own accord, the portcullis ratchets up into the ceiling, creating an opening for the dogs to exit. Uh, and uh, exit they do. Strix just yells, I'm sorry! Don't, don't yell anything. All right, now let us roll initiative, Strix. I still have Misty Step. I haven't done it yet. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> How'd you do? Uh, 11. Okay. Um, I don't know. The hounds. I don't know. Okay, great. So, Strix, uh, you cast the one spell, the thing ratchets up into the ceiling, and then, I'm sorry, you said you wanted to misty step somewhere? Uh, yeah, as far away as I can get. <laughs> Out the door. Like, like back the way you came far? E yeah. Where the fire giant kid is and the dwarf prisoner. Oh, uh, actually, hmm. Where did I, oh, I could go into the office. That might be fun. You could, yes. Uh, those, are, those are your options. Okay. Look at that DM face. <laughs> Look at that face as he says that. I'm going to go into the <laughs> office and hide under the desk. <laughs> okay. So you misty step underneath the desk. Got it. Done. Yep. All right, make another stealth check since you have basically moved to a new location and there's a new enemy in your uh, Seven. Okay. All right, so uh, as soon as the dogs come out, they start barking, making all sorts of noise. I'd like the other three of you to make perception checks at disadvantage. 
because of all of the furnace noises, it's hard to hear. Oh, the first roll is pretty good. Uh, still managed 17, though. Oh, that's no, 18. 18 stone. Yeah. Oh, butt yes, rock. you do. Butt rock. And Nathan, you don't know what butt rock is, but they found a magic stone that DF has we, that basically gives them. We don't call one. it. But we don't call it butt rock. <laughs> we call it butt rock. It's actually, it's rock. actually, it's actually a luck stone, not a butt stone. But uh, hey, um, we, we call it where it came from. You know. Yes, one of the slaves gave it to DF as a thank you, and it was hidden up her derriere. Uh, so, uh, how did you do, Paulton, on your? I am rocking a powerful two. <laughs> <laughs> Evelyn. I uh, rolled an eight. So I think I'm singing Paulton's song and he's yes. so t- like horrified by how I'm butchering his song. Yes. DF's the only one who's actually got his ear to the yeah. uh, air. Sounds about right. Paying attention yeah. to what's going on. All right. So DF, you do actually hear dogs barking, which you weren't expecting. Uh, and then um, the dogs immediately start to attack the slaves at the wheel, uh, several of them, um, and start to drag them away kind of back to their lair. Um, oh, but the slaves, are they've got their ankles chained up, so they can't really uh, get away. Um, so you hear and see, Strix, a few slaves get pulled off the wheel by dog jaws um, and dragged off screaming. Um, Whoops! This causes, this causes the entire slave wheel to stop. And when that happens, the bucket chain stops. So Evelyn and Paulton, as you are distracted, you see the bucket chain, which is normally going along like this, just sort of... That looks uh, like maybe Strix has done something. All right. Um, and at that point in time, the ogres in armor Strix, you can see they're a little slow on the uptake. Uh, but when the dogs start, uh, they start to uh, make guttural noises. <laughs> that causes the overseer, who is next to you, to pull his head out of the closet, stand to his full 22-foot uh, height, yeah. and uh, immediately make his way around the desk toward the entrance. And as he gets to, as he passes you and heads out toward the slave wheel, he suddenly turns and stops and looks back at you. No! She's like, hey, Cutter, how's it going? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Now everybody can roll initiative. (laughs) <laughs> You've you're already done, Strix. You don't have to roll initiative again, but I oh, need DF, DF, Evelyn, and Paulton to roll initiative. 18. 18. Eight. Eight. Continuing the theme, I'm rocking <laughs> the powerful. Oh, oh no. no. Okay. Whew. Burn that die. That's a bad one. Evelyn, what would it you like to lot. do? Oh, dear gosh. Evelyn. I see this The buckets monster. have stopped. Oh, so I'm not even in that room. No. We're still, okay, I'm just... saw the bucket yeah, stop. You just saw buckets stop. That's your only clue that anything has changed. Come on, time to go. That's the distraction. I agree. Stay low, stay quiet. Follow the uh, directions that Strix wrote out for us. What are we doing? Great. All right, so Evelyn, uh, using your movement, you flutter toward the heat 
and you come to the big foundry room. You're kind of fluttering over this iron gantry 50 feet above the floor. Uh, when you look around the, uh, and you're kind of in the shadows, you're not easy to see from up here, certainly not from by the fire giants, the four of them that are on the floor below. They are all kind of looking up and around. They've stopped bellowing because the bucket chain has stopped and they're curious as to why things have stopped. But um, I don't see Strix in here and I know that she went further no. than here. Yeah, the ogres on the gantry likewise are sort of puzzled and they're just sort of looking around with their big tilty rods in their hands. The On the far side of the foundry, you see a short, relatively short fire giant who you assume to be a young guy. Um, he drops the dwarf into the furnace. Oh, well, there goes that. And then goes stomping off toward what you assume to be the source of the problem and where you assume to be tricks. <laughs> That's me, the source of the problem. <laughs> Can DF and uh, Paulton follow me like by running across this? So yeah, to run around the 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 gantry that circles the room, you're looking at let's see, 10, 20, 30, about 250 feet of gantry. But I can probably I can fly across the room much faster. If you were to fly across the room, you would cut that distance down by about half. Well, I I'm guess I'm going to just make sure that D.F. and Paulson are coming as fast as they can, and I'm just going to beeline toward where I think Strix is. All right, so you fly out over the open air of the foundry. Like, um, I try to stay close to the ceiling in the shadows if I can. Well, there is a fair amount of smoke up there, so that's actually a pretty good place to hang. Um, I'm going to have you make a stealth check with advantage. Ooh. What's my stealth? Ooh. Okay, 17 or... 10. I'll take the 17. Okay. Um, now, but, oh, wait. You're wearing heavy armor. So you have disadvantage. Oh, no. Why? On stealth. On stealth. All stealth checks made in heavy armor have disadvantage. Um, but I'm going to say, since you're flying and not clattering, I'm going to discount that on this particular. Yeah. So, um, yes, you begin to make your way across the smoke, and the fire giants have not detected you at the end of your turn. Um, next up is Strix. Hooray! Oh gosh, I am just looking right at that fire giant. I'm gonna give him a you rude. Are. <laughs> and, and he's sort of flashing his gaze to you, and then back at the chaos in the <laughs> other room, like he's momentarily torn about whether to deal with you or to deal. And then you see his eyebrows raise, like it's, he's just put all the pieces together in his mind, <laughs> and he just points a big fat hand at you and says something like you assume to be, but it's in giantish. You. <laughs> Strix is very, very used to getting that tone of voice. Yeah. So that's nothing new to her. Um, yeah, I'm going to turn into a cloud immediately. <laughs> okay, so you gaseous form. <laughs> yeah. You now look like a gaseous form of yourself. And I'm um, going to try and move as much as I can through the desk, through the walls, just to get away. Um, so from this room, your options are to either go past the giant into the slave room. That appears to be the only um, open exit. But there are also two big iron doors, one of which you know leads to a closet, probably a dead end. The other one, you don't know where that leads. And there's enough of a gap under the door that you could easily go under either of those. All right. I'll go check that door. I'll go under it and see what's in there. Okay. Um, you disappear under that door, 
the giant says something incomprehensible and confused as you disappear. Uh, when you come out on the other side, you are in another dark closet. Um, and this uh, closet is full of boxes and crates and things. Um, it's very badly organized. All right, um, well. And you see things that more casks and uh, yeah, crates, what you assume to be like rations and stuff like that. Uh, you think it might be supplies for the slaves that the, frost, that the fire giants might have stolen from somewhere. Got it. Um, but yes, there is no exit from this closet that you are now inside. Okay. Um, well, the giant's not after me in this closet, or I don't think he is. Well, it is his turn. Um, so let us see what the giant does, shall we? Why did I say that? <laughs> okay. I'm still a cloud. I'm going to float to the ceiling. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so I'm yes. Gonna... So um, he, you hear his heavy footfalls moving farther away from you. Oh, all right. You suspect he knows that you're in a dead end and you're not going anywhere. So he's um, basically going to deal with the problem you left for him. Well, fancy that. I guess I'll get out of the closet then because... Well, it is it is currently DF's turn. All right. Still still stuck. <laughs> Great. All right. So yes, just... when you come out onto the gantry, uh, you don't see that fire giant, the, the young fire giant that Strix described in rat form. He right. seems to be gone. Uh, you do see four fire giants below you and four ogres on the gantry. Awesome. And, and you can probably make out Evelyn just traveling through the smoke up near the ceiling. All right. Uh, I wrote down in my notebook, this is going poorly. <laughs> <laughs> this is the plan. So this is, this is the plan functioning as intended. Yeah. Right? Exactly. So, yeah. and then I guess I'll follow Strix's directions and stay, stay low and make my way around the gantry towards... Uh, where I guess where Evelyn is going, because she probably has a better idea of where Strix could be than I would at the moment. Yeah. Only I have to take the long way around. Right. You do have to take a long way around, and you're trying to hide, so you're moving very slowly. But make a stealth check to fool the ogres right. and the fire giants. Can I can I cunning action to dash crawl? Dash crawl. Um, yeah. You can, yes. <laughs> yes. But again, crawling very slow. Yeah. I feel like I need a visual explanation of how dash crawling looks. <laughs> uh, self check is a uh, twenty five. It's, it's not a Naruto run. We know that. <laughs> oh, stop! How dare you? <laughs> Stealth twenty five. It was balls, yes. right? So uh, you blend in with the soot covered walls. The ogres do not notice you at all, nor do the fire giants far below. Um, Every time I think of that, I think of Kronk from The Emperor's New Groove singing his own theme song against the wall, like... Doo, 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 doo. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so All right. And then, Paulton, hanging out at one. Yep. You, uh, you've been left by your friends behind, but you were... Cool. Uh, what are you going to do? Uh, okay. So everyone has left me. Yeah. Right? Okay. <laughs> they, they urged you to follow. I will follow. Okay. You, you come out onto the iron gantry overlooking the foundry. Uh, if if you can see Evelyn up near the smoky ceiling, Eath is lost in the shadows somewhere. Okay. And uh, what what uh, uh, mean things 
do I see? You see four ogres on the gantry looking very confused. Okay. Um, not paying, not really paying attention to you per se. They seem to be looking down at the fire giants who were looking up at them and everybody's shrugging shoulders trying to figure out why the bucket chain has stopped and why all the dogs have been let out. Does um, anything seem especially stronger than the other? The fire giants look much, much stronger than the ogres. The ogres are big, but they're kind of dumb and um, not nearly as dangerous. Okay. And how far are they from me? The closest ogre to you is... How close is the closest fire giant? Oh, well, the fire giants are... The nearest one to you is about 30 feet away and down. Okay. The closest ogre is about 30 feet away from you and on the gantry to your right. So, so, they're, so they're about equidistant, but one is at your level, that's the ogre, and one is on the level below, that's the fire giant. Oh, okay. So then they can't access each other. No, they can't. Okay. The ogres and the fire giants are separated from each other, and there's no immediate way to get from the gantry down to the floor. Not even, like, jumping? Other than falling and jumping. Okay, I'm going to try this. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. And we're going <laughs> to... <laughs> I, I know what he's going to do. <laughs> this is hard. We're going to crown a madness, the ogre. Yes! <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. Uh, the spell does not take hold. <gasps> no! Surprisingly. This genuinely... It's an ogre, right? Yeah. Genuinely, Paul's reaction is... <laughs> <laughs> Fucking smart guy over here. <laughs> yeah, that, that ogre seems to have made a once-in-a-lifetime saving throw. Um, this, this, Maybe uh, try again? <laughs> this iron crown sort of fizzles over his head, and he feels the intrusion in his mind, the sudden mad, uh, momentary madness overcome him. And he's like, oh! <laughs> And uh, starts to look around to see what might be causing it. Can I do a hide? <laughs> sure. Go ahead. Make a stealth check. Can I do okay. a hide? Uh, let's see. Okay. Uh, 17. Okay. Um, I have to check the... Uh, he does not see you. So I'm just like... <laughs> yep exactly evelyn you're flying over in the smoke um, yeah i'm still just trying to head toward where i hear yeah so let's see you're able to get about halfway across the foundry you know you're if you use an all-out move and do nothing but move you can get to the far side of the gantry i do that Okay, you're going to try to land on the gantry at that point? Uh, yeah, because the only way for me to get through to the other room is to now descend and go through a yes, door. Yes, yes. And okay. the door is not tall enough that I could kind of eke through like the top corner? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the door is pretty tall. It's about 30 feet high. Um, so, uh, yes, you think you can try. I'll have you make another stealth check to remain unseen. Okay. Uh-oh. Gonna be okay. Uh, eight. 
you're fine. <gasps> Yay! Yeah, they rolled. They rolled a two. So. Oh. Okay. Well, good. Um, yeah, bad rolls for them. Good rolls for you. Uh, so yes, you were able to uh, slink into the doorway. When you do, you are now looking at a huge square room that has the slave wheel dominating the middle of it. The wheel is not turning. Um, neither the bucket chain suspended across the room is not moving. There is a burning fireplace, and there are big black dogs um, who are currently being accosted, chastised by a fire giant. <laughs> and then, eyes light up for a second. <gasps> Puppies! And then she's like, no, no, strict, strict. Right. <laughs> yeah, these are, these are hellhounds, Evelyn. You were, told, you were told about these in Sunday school. <laughs> They're not good. And, and moreover, you can see that they have stopped attacking the slaves and are just being sort of berated back toward the cells. Even when you know a dog is bad, when you see a dog with its tail tucked between its legs and looking all sad, you can't help but be like, puppy. Yeah. At least uh, I can. There is one slave who did not fare too well, and his smoking, blackened, charred corpse is just sort of billowing smoke up into the room. Looks like one of the dogs lit him on fire. That's uh, not good. There are two big ogres clad head to toe in iron armor, much like you. Um, but their armor is gross and heavy. And, and mine is pretty, even right. though it's black. Yes, exactly. And also, they seem completely clueless. They're just sort of standing there, kind of stupidly staring at the dogs, at the slaves, at the fire giant, um, and don't really have a clue. Uh, and no, I don't... no sign of Strix. Okay. Zero, zero Strixes in this room. Um... There are, however, three exits, one of which is an open portcullis that looks like the dogs are being herded back into. And the other two are open hallways, just like the one you just slunk through. Is So I'm kind of just like, did I go through the door? Yes. So I'm like hiding in the smoke on the ceiling again. Yeah. I'm just going to keep hiding until I have a better lay of the land or see where Strix is. Because okay. I assume she's in cloud form. You do assume that. And I can't see a cloud that is shaped like Strix anywhere. Nope. For all, you know, she, for all you know, she might actually still be in rat form. That's true. But I don't see anyone fighting what looks like a tiny little rat. Or nope. Anything, so. nope. Nope. No signs of Strix anywhere. So I'll just um, hide. Make a perception check to see if you notice anything. 16. As you are up near the ceiling and you're looking down into some of the buckets, you see one of them contains a frog. Oh, God. Is it, does it happen to be over the furnace or fire or anything? Uh, no, it's, it, it's not in the foundry. It's just sort of kind of uh, not quite over part of the slave wheel. That's useful. How do we know it's the same? <laughs> <laughs> That's probably just another frog that wandered in here. Uh, I just, I guess I filed that information away. Yep. Okay. Uh, yes, but uh, fortunately, the, the ogre is being clueless and the fire giant being distracted by the hellhounds and the slaves being absolutely horrified uh, by this whole thing. None of them are paying any attention to you whatsoever, which brings us to the overlord. Uh, he is The overseer is busy herding hellhounds, getting them back in their cell. Um, he shouts orders to one of the big ogres, Evelyn, and the big ogre goes disappears down one of the other hallways. Okay. Do I still have action left? No, you're done. I didn't think so. Uh, and Strix, what do you do? All right. Well, if there's nothing in the closet, I will, I'll, I'll cloud out 
Okay, when you billow out into the room, you see that there is an ogre standing in the doorway. One, uh -oh. of, the big, one of the big stupid armored ones. It looks like he just sort of, it looks like he just kind of waddled in <laughs> and is standing and looking around the room for anything. <laughs> um, and so uh, you come out as a gas. What do you do? Um, can I float to the top? Of the ceiling, like is it? You can. Um, the ceiling is about twenty-five feet high here, so yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'll float to the top of the ceiling. Okay. The the ogre sees you and just watches you <laughs> float up to the ceiling. Cool. But, but you can tell he's not really quite. And then his head just sort of goes, <laughs> <laughs> like he has no idea what he's looking at. Great. All right, you are now up near the ceiling. You can actually, pro and you're a gas cloud, so you're not moving very fast. Are you going to just try to move across the ceiling? Yeah, closer to the door. Okay. Just like, doo -doo. Yeah, so you can, get up, you can basically get above the desk um, at this point. Cool. Um, now, the ogre could theoretically reach you if he chose to hit you um, with his big-ass great club because he's 10 feet tall and he has a reach with that thing, but he doesn't seem to be sure what you are. <laughs> That's not surprising. <laughs> um, and GF. Yep. You're, you're... I'm a sneaking. Yep. All right. Uh, make another stealth check. Another one? Oh. Okay. Yep. Got it. Uh, 22. Okay. Wait, I'm sorry. Uh, 20. Yeah, nobody, nobody in the foundry pays any mind to you as you scuttle. You passed two of the ogres at this point. There are two more on the gantry that you have to slip past. Okay. All right. And it is Paulton's turn. Paulton, you did not get very far into the foundry before you were forced to withdraw. Great. But that, um, ogre, that ogre did not notice you. So now I'm just, so I'm like looking down into the thing. Okay. Um, and your friends have gotten probably farther away from you at this point. You can't, okay. you can't see any of them or hear any of them. Cool. Uh, let's go ahead. Um, so what, what do I see happening right now? I'm, I'm struggling to figure out what to do. All right. So you are at the entrance to the foundry. Um, okay. You're not on the gantry because you don't want to be seen by the ogres. Um, and... When you look at the, uh, the gantry that circles around the room, the ogres aren't doing anything. They're just waiting for the bucket chain to start up again. The fire giants down below seem to be waiting as well, but they're actually searching, looking around the room for any signs of trouble at the same time. Uh, by now, you can tell the hammering uh, in distant forges that you can't see has stopped. So there's more activity that's being stopped by the salt sudden halt of the bucket chain. Um, apart from the ogres and the giants in the foundry, you don't see anyone else. Okay, and that one ogre's still up with me, yeah. He is. He's 30 feet away from you on the gantry, and he never quite figured out what did that to him. Okay, I'm going to... God, I guess I'll try to dissonant whispers him. Maybe yeah. it'll make him run or something. All right. <laughs> You peer around the corner, cast your spell on him as quietly as you can, and he has to make a wisdom saving throw, which he fails. Cool. And so are you uh, heightening the spell to do more damage? You're going to hit it at your minimum. 
Um, I'm pretty sure. Oh, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to do it at three. Okay. So you will do uh, an extra, t- you'll do 5d6 psychic damage to him total. Okay. And does he also, uh, is this a spell where they try to like get away from? Yes. This it? is a spell where they try to move away from the sor- from the sa- from you as fast as possible. Okay. So let me see here. The creature won't move into obviously dangerous ground, but it will um, probably run further away from you on the gantry. 20. Outstanding. Um, all right, so this ogre takes a walloping 20 points of damage. Uh, that, that causes him great mental anguish. And uh, he stares over in your general direction, fearing that something horrible is lurking over there, and quickly runs all the way to one of his buddies further down the gantry. Buddies. And then he sort of wraps his arms around his buddy and sobs. <laughs> This seems Ooh, to cause... Uh, don't feel bad for it. Uh, you don't have to make a check to see that this seems to cause the fire giants below some consternation. They can't figure out why this ogre suddenly broke, <laughs> broke down and is behaving so badly. I don't want to work here. Like, the job's not that stressful, dude. All right. <laughs> We're causing so much havoc. My parents wanted me, me to be an architect. And uh, <laughs> one of them actually has the forethought, suspecting there might be some infiltrator to reach down into the pool of molten iron and pick up a handful of dripping molten oh, gross. iron Excuse in his me. hand. Who is able to do that? The ogre? The fire giant. Oh, okay. One of the fire giants down below grabs a handful of molten iron. No. Good. No, 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 no. Good. No. Good? All right. Great. He's kind of looking over to where Paulton is, but hasn't been able to figure out anything. And that's Paulton, which brings us to Evelyn. Evelyn. How close is the frog in the bucket to me? <laughs> uh, the frog in the bucket is about, I want to say, 10 feet below you. So it's like right below me? Yeah. Oh. How close is the dog pen to me? That is 50 feet away. Like across the room? Yeah. What check does one roll to throw a thing? That depends. Um, if Probably throwing, dex, right? Uh, it'll be dex related, yes. Hmm. If it's an improvised thing, like a thing that doesn't normally get thrown, <sighs> you just roll a d20 and add your dex modifier. If it's a actual bonafide weapon, then you get to add your proficiency modifier if you have it. So. Unless you're proficient in throwing dead rats. Or frogs or or dead frogs. Evelyn knows this is a stealth mission, and what she should do is just wait to make sure she extracts Strix. But she really likes giving treats to doggies, and she knows that they need to get rid of the frog. So she really wants to take the frog and feed it to the doggies. Is there smoke on the <laughs> ceiling here too? There is. Yep. So, <clears throat> also the door that the other ogre is going down that looks like there might be some disturbance over there is also across the room, right? So I, I think uh, I'm getting closer. Yeah, kind of, yeah. So Evelyn rationalizes that this is getting her closer to Strix anyway. She's going to reach down, grab the frog, and try to flutter Fly, um, over grab the fog. across the ceiling and then just like chuck it in, in between <laughs> the bars of the dog cage. Okay. Now, doing that without the fire giant overseer seeing is the tricky part. I can't hide in the smoke? To a certain extent, yes. But eventually you have to poke your head out of the smoke to throw a frog 
right down from above without him noticing. Maybe it's a ceiling frog. <laughs> oh my god! Make a stealth check. Okay. Those darn frog. ceiling frogs again. Oh no, you guys! This is not good. I got a six. Okay. So you grab the frog from the bin. You fly up out of the bin. Fly over to the room through the smoke. Curl the frog down amid the hellhounds, and it sort of like just sort of plops onto the ground next to like two of them and they both sort of look at it evilly and then suddenly the big fire giant sees you with your fluttery boots and your ornate black armor hanging there in the air your your turn is over but his is just beginning oh god all right i couldn't help it yes you could he is going to yank the iron spiked great club out of the ogre's, the dumb ogre guard's hand and <laughs> try to strike you with it a couple times. Uncanny uh, he, dodge. He rolls, <laughs> he rolls a 27 on the first oh attack. Oh my God. <laughs> that oh. hits. Uh, you, you will take half damage, so 28 is reduced to 14 points of damage. Okay. When, when can I take a special action, Chris Perkins? <laughs> how, many, how many hit points do you have left, Evelyn, after you lose 14? Uh, 34. Okay, good. Uh, then he will take another swing at you, uh, this runtime rolling a 22 to hit. That hits, uh, too. So seven, nine. He does... He does 30 reduced to 15 points of bludgeoning damage with the second one. Okay. Remember when we were like, we shouldn't fight giants. And, <laughs> and at the same point, he bellows something in giant that you assume to be akin to intruders. <laughs> and everybody hears it. Cool. But does the dog eat the frog, Chris? The dog eats a frog. Wow, don't you feel good now? Which suddenly then turns into a salamander inside the frog. Oh, gross! And this big fiery serpent tail comes erupting out of the frog's mouth as, uh, and then the salamander sort of bursts out of the hellhound's sides. And the whole thing just sort of turns into a conflagration of scaly parts and dog parts as these two creatures tear each other to pieces. Big distraction, right? So distracting. Ew. On Ew. The, on the far side of the forge, a certain fire giant named Duke Zalto hears all this going down. <laughs> There's a certain fire giant? Yes. And begins to wade his way into your business. But can I take a special action? <laughs> No. <laughs> no, no. Okay. Uh, Strix, what do you do? Uh, this might have been my fault. Maybe. Maybe you're, it's all our fault. You're a cloud, float, you're a cloud version of yourself floating up near the ceiling. This armored ogre is watching you intently. He's not watching them? the freaking salamander explode out she, of a hellhound? She didn't, neither of them saw it. They're, neither of them are in view to actually see it. Is there but, any way for me to get past him? Yeah, you can float over his okay, head. Okay, I'll just float over his head. Okay, he, he could take an attack of opportunity against you, but he doesn't. He doesn't? <laughs> <'Cause> he doesn't. <laughs> Atta- attacking smoky things isn't really, you know, 
normal business for him. So that's fine. That wasn't part of the employee manual. Yeah, exactly. So you pass gently over him and you come out into the slave room where you see a bunch of slaves lying on the floor, hoping not to get stomped or killed. You see Evelyn being swatted at by this fire giant overseer. And you see what appears to be a salamander bursting out of the body of a hellhound. That does not surprise me. And six more hellhounds that are currently not being controlled by the overseer. I thought they were all in the pen. You said you put them back in the pen. But the portcullis never dropped. Oh, no. So um, It's fine. Everything's fine. uh, That's a double move for you, Strix. But you can see Evelyn for the first time, so you know you're not alone now. That's good. I'm floating still as close to the ceiling as I can, so nothing can reach me. Right. And we conclude today's session with Paulton. Paulton, you hear horrible sounds. (laughs) Uh, Dogs barking, a giant screaming. All of the giants below you suddenly become very, very alert, and they all pick up globs of molten magma. The ogres on the gantry are still stupid, oblivious idiots who are just sort of like, what, who, where, what? Um... But yes, you are now staring out over the cross the foundry. You know, all your friends are more or less over on the other side. You might even catch a glimpse of Dieth making his way silently past um, some dumb ogres. Um, but you are alone on this far side of the foundry. I reach in. <laughs> and I just kind of... And then I hope for the best. (laughs) All right. Hope for the best we will when we return next week for the next great episode of Dice Camera Action. Thank you to everybody for joining us. I'm sorry. (laughs) I explicitly said, don't fight the fire giants. (laughs) I didn't fight the fire giants. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's It's all the frog's fault. Yeah, technically it is. <laughs> technically, yes. That is exactly whose fault it is. It is not Strix's fault. I yeah. have high hopes that that was metal enough to get everyone's attention, at least for a moment. Mm-hmm. And let oh, us yes. free. Oh, yes. It was yes. pretty metal, right? Mm-hmm. Freaking yeah. fire salamander bursts out of a hellhound after being oh, eaten yeah. as a frog. It's safe, it's safe to say all the dwarf and gnome prisoners are freaking out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's the last thing you expect a hellhound to regurgitate. Oh, God. All right. Uh, yes, so that was awesome. Uh, anybody have anything they want to share with the greater community before we break off for the day? I'm playing my Misclicks D&D second edition game right after this at 6 o'clock on Misclicks. I'll put the link in the chat. And also this weekend, I'm hosting Heroes of the Dorm in Las Vegas. Ooh. So come hang out or watch. Nice. Uh, I've got two things. They're not D&D related, but um, this was already announced, but now the whole season's out. So if you go to Funimation and you have an account, you can watch Luck and Logic, in which I voice uh, protagonist Yoshitsuka. It's a pretty cool show. And then uh, this was last week, but I wasn't here. But if you're playing uh, Atlee or Furious, they released a new character named Heinz, who I also voice. So that one's super cool. It was a fun character. So it's on... I think PS4 and Steam. So go check it out. It'll be fun. Worth awesome. the release. Cool. Yep. Atelier, Furious. Huh? Atelier, it's the pronunciation. Not in the booth, it wasn't. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. We're good. That's it for me. I got nothing. All right.
All right. See you next week, guys. It's going to be more fun and shenanigans in the depths of Iron Slag. How will it end? Poorly. Oh, I know how it lands. I'm betting in fire, not ice. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Dice Camera Action with Chris Perkins. Don't forget, Chris and the Waffle Crew broadcast live on twitch.tv slash dnd every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com slash dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecameraaction.gamepedia.com. Until next week, happy hunting. Happy hunting.